0: Welcome to the second episode of our podcast thing and I mean today we're going to talk about the Monday night football game and college football yeah college football all right so let's get this thing started
1: all right last night the Giants took on the um Buccaneers in a very close game that never should have been close um it's it's sad that makes me think the Buccaneers aren't as good as they as I thought they might have been um Tom Brady went 28 of 40 for 279 and two touchdowns he was inaccurate all night he wasn't he wasn't very good uh Fournette went 15 attempts for 52 yards and Ronald Jones went seven attempts for 23 yards and he also giving the Giants a touchdown uh, Mike Evans had seven catches for – I'm sorry, five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Gronk had four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. They were short of Chris Godwin in this game, so that really hurt them. And they they were clearly just running around trying to find anything. They're waiting on uh, Antonio Brown to come in next week. But um, Jamel Dean led them in tackles with uh, seven. And Devin White, JPP, and and Dominican Sue all had sacks with Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis both getting interceptions.
2: Yeah, I thought um, the Buccaneers' defense played well late, limiting Daniel Jones' opportunities to get the Giants to be able to tie the game as Jason Pierre-Paul made huge plays down the stretch.
1: It's the first time JPP's played back in MetLife since the Giants traded him a few years ago.
2: Yeah, he um, made a huge impact on the yeah, game last night. He was big. Yeah, i Yeah,
0: like I agree with what you said earlier. Chris. I, I'm I'm scared for the Buccaneers right now. After last night's game, after watching last night's game,
1: bunch of mistakes, bunch right. of mistakes. they let up. Well, it doesn't sound like a lot, but they left 44 yards to Wayne Gallman. But one play was – one 30-yard run was called back that shouldn't have been called back because it was not a holding. So, if you want to count it, Wayne Gallman had 77 yards on the ground, which he's a third-string running back for them, and he did that to your running defense. Which is supposed to be your specialty.
2: Well, you have to take into account for the Buccaneers that they're down Chris Godwin, and they will be getting Antonio Brown back. Or well, they, will be getting the, him. I'm talking about how they let up. You know, well, yeah, their they defense, up. they're definitely going to have to work on the defense. But considering that their offense is going to keep gaining weapons, I think they will be fine being able to score. It's just will the defense be able to make plays?
1: Daniel Jones went 25-41 for 256 and two touchdowns and two interceptions. I don't know how to feel about him. I used to think he might have been their answer, but, I mean, he just throws too many interceptions.
2: <laughs> well, last night, The problem with him is he holds onto the balls too long and tries to make a play whenever there is no play to be made. Uh, Wayne Gallman
1: went 12 attempts, 44 yards, and touchdown. Alfred Morris went 8 attempts, 28 yards.
2: Jones had 20
1: yards rushing. He's more athletic than he looks.
2: Yeah, he made a great catch on on the touchdown throw from Daniel Jones. Yeah. One of the best catches. You go ahead.
1: Deion Lewis was uh, one of his touchdown
2: recipients as well as Golden Tate. Golden Tate also made a very nice catch at the end of the game. I think, I think on the Tampa Bay side of things, this
0: is the first time that Leonard Furness led them in rushing yards all season. So. I think
1: that would be right. I don't remember. Ronald Jones has been their exclusive back, but he fumbled, so they really didn't play him much, and they uh, they kind of just ran with Leonard. Uh, Sterling Shepard led them in catches and receiving yards. Eight receptions, seventy-four yards. Evan Ingram, who dropped a game winner last Thursday night, he had five receptions for sixty-one yards. They got to get him more
2: involved. He's yeah, that's Evan Ingram is honestly probably their best playmaker right now, aside from Darius Slayton. And whenever yeah. they're trying to double Slayton, you have to get the ball to Ingram in space.
1: Slayton went five receptions for fifty-six yards. He was. He was locked down, but he still yeah, played they, very well.
2: they would always shot on him with a safety over the top, so he never got the chance to get out wide. Uh,
1: Jabril Peppers led them in tackles with 10, and uh, Leonard Williams had a sack as well as Chase Coughlin.
2: The Giants had a bunch of late pass interference calls that really yeah, hurt Yeah, they got to
1: clean that up. Uh, Their corners, obviously, are Yadam. Dante Holmes and James Bradbury, who's probably one of the better free agent signings from the last yeah, year. Yeah,
2: Bradbury has had a very underrated year, as the Giants have been pretty yeah. bad. But, but he's that late good. game interfer- pass interference call that he got really hurt them.
1: Yeah. Um, Scoring-wise, it went Daniel Jones passed to Deion Lewis. That was a really great catch. Yeah,
2: that was a very Deion nice
1: catch. Deion sli- slid in and just, I don't know how he did it. They went up 7-3 at that point. Wayne Gallman went two yards to the left for a touchdown. They're up 14-3. The Buccaneers kick a field goal. They kick two field goals. And then Tom Brady goes to Gronk for three yards. And that's 15-14. Giants get a field goal, 17-15. Brady short uh, right pass for eight yards to Mike Evans to make it 22-17. And then they kick a field goal and no huddle. Daniel Jones goes way deep to Golden Tate for 19 yards and touchdown, and they missed the two-point conversion.
2: Yeah, I two point. You go ahead.
1: That was huge. That was huge, that two-point conversion. I don't know if it
2: was passing offense. It looked like – it. I, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think it was because at the end, he got his head turned around, and it did. Mm-hmm. he did make a play on the ball.
1: Yeah, even though it looked rough, they were both trying to make a play on the ball. As long as that's the goal of the DB or the receiver, then they – it's not gonna be pass interference.
2: Yeah, it was I think see, be... it was good to see that Daniel Jones could lead yeah. down the drive. Yeah, But they just could did. not finish it off. I, I think if he cleaned up some of those interceptions, they would have won. Oh yeah. You take into the a fat, the count that he drew, he threw two interceptions that he didn't have to throw. He could have just thrown it away or eaten the sack. And they could have still had the right. ball and those interceptions led led to the Bucks being able to get the points. To eventually um, the, game.
1: the big thing here is I think the Saints can now take the division from the Buccaneers since they had to play such a close game to the Giants.
0: Well, the Saints also have a win on the Buccaneers, so the Saints, as of right now, they have the tiebreaker on the Buccaneers. Right. They can beat them. When do they, whenever they play again, the Saints will have the tiebreaker on the Buccaneers, and I think the Saints will take it.
1: That is next week. The Buccaneers and Saints play next week. That'll be a huge game in the deciding that's of the, the division. That's the big game. It's that's Sunday a, that's night football. A must win.
0: That's a must win for the Buccaneers. Yeah. It's Sunday night
1: football. They have a tough schedule left, though. They still got to play the Chiefs and Rams. If you're, the, if you're the Buccaneers, though, you have
0: to win that game.
1: And they got the Falcons twice. I think the Falcons might be able to get them once if they can just hold on. Yeah, the Falcons offense has been solid. really
2: dangerous all year long. It's just been the defense that has let them down.
1: Other big news from yesterday was – Quan Alexander getting dealt. We already talked a little bit about Avery Williamson, but we'll get more into that. Quan Alexander has been dealt to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for I'm pretty sure it was just a late late pick, right? I think it was a 5th oh, rounder and Kiko Alonzo. 5th. 5th and Kiko, yeah. Kiko's been all over the place.
2: But uh, the big thing is Quan.
1: Kwan, Quan's a solid, solid linebacker. Oh yeah, he
2: definitely strengthens that defensive he's, core.
1: He's going to make a difference. Him and Demario Davis, along with a uh, what's that guy's name? What's his name? He's got long hair and everything. I forget his name, but they're going to be AJ Klein. They're going to all be very good for the New Orleans Saints. And Sean Payton knows how to coach a defense. He's had that defense ready all year. Yeah, this
2: def- this should definitely give the Saints a boost on the defensive side of the ball, and maybe will help them lead the division. Um,
1: and then also, Desmond King has been dealt to the Tennessee Titans. That was exchanged for just a pick. I think it's a conditional pick. It's not even a it pick, but King, yeah, it's something. Okay, that make. was a steal but, for
2: the Titans. Yeah, King is very good. I mean, he's coming up like two years ago. He was an All Pro. Yeah, all he's pro. He's one of the best nickel, nickel, back, nickel corners in the game.
1: He's a really great returner too. But I think the biggest one is actually Williamson. I think he's going to help the Steelers oh, that makes a the, lot. The they Steelers have,
2: have one of the top defenses already, and that will just keep strengthening them. Because um,
1: the loss of Devin Bush for part of the year—I think he tore his ACL, didn't he? I'm not sure. I think Devin Bush, I'm pretty sure, tore his ACL. He's done for the year. They've been kind of struggling. Um, but they're going to go out. They're just going to trade for Avery Williamson, I guess, and run with it. He's solid. He was the Jets' leading tackler.
2: Yeah, it's nice to be able to go from defeated to undefeated just like that.
1: Quickly, I'm going to give you the stat leaders on the year for most of the key Uh, stats. Matt Ryan leads everyone in passing yards with 2,400, and Mahomes is not far behind, and then Burrow's third, Brady's fourth, Josh Allen is fifth. That's, I didn't know Burrow was that high up.
2: He's throwing for over 300 every game, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Burrow's got the yards, but his touchdown-interception
1: ratio is good. Russell Wilson leads everyone in touchdowns with 26, Mahomes has 21, Brady and Rodgers both have twenty, and Tannehill has seventeen. That's Tannehill. Tannehill likes the play action, and he's really good on the rollouts.
2: Well, that well, the touchdown stat just shows you how dangerous the Seahawks have been with Russell Wilson and his targets. Right. Well, the Metcalfs twenty-six is locking. ridiculous.
1: Rushing yards: Derrick Henry has seven hundred seventy-five to lead everyone. Cook has six hundred hilaire has five hundred seventy-two. Gurley has five hundred and thirty one and Ronald Jones has five hundred and twenty-nine. They should have given Jones the ball more. I know he fumbled once, but you can't yeah. like make him come completely out of your offense. Yeah, I like, he
2: is a lot of I like things. Jones as a playmaker more than I like Fournette. I like Fournette in like a power like slash a goal third line one. situation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You well, go I'm rushing
0: thinking, I'm taking Jones is my uh primary running back, but on third down Third down in short situations, I'm
1: definitely going to give it to four. You want four, Uh, Rushing touchdowns, 10 for Dalvin Cook, 8 for Derrick Henry, 8 for Gurley, 7 for Kyler Murray, and 6 for Cam
2: Newton. I think it just shows you how dominant that Dalvin Cook has been all year.
1: Dalvin Cook, yeah. He had three touchdowns in his last game and then one in the air. Receiving yards, 7-104 for Hopkins. 695 for Diggs, 688 for Robbie Anderson, 680 for DK, and 657 for Calvin Ridley. I think it's crazy that Calvin Ridley isn't doing better than Julio now. Well, you ben. have to think about it like that's, this.
2: Well, Julio's been so good for so long that they're probably going to shadow him or even double team him. And that allows mm-hmm. the other Falcons receivers to get the ball and make plays.
1: Right. And then Robbie Anderson's having his big breakout. And of that's year. The thing against the Calvin Ridley because Calvin
2: Ridley's obviously. A really good receiver.
1: <laughs> yep, receiving touchdowns: Devonte Adams, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, DK, and Tyreek Hill all have seven. So that's no one has no one has the outright lead, but a lot of them are tied for it. Tackles: Blake Martinez and Jalen Smith both have eighty-two. Eric Kendricks has seventy-eight. BYX has seventy-four, and Roquan Smith has seventy-one. Blake Martinez is a very underrated well, He was great backer. last night. He
2: was always putting pressure on the QB or getting the running back in the backfield, stopping big plays, yeah, he's, making he's big great. plays. He was
1: great at Green Bay.
2: Yeah, very underrated signing. Um,
1: stacks, nine for Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald, seven for Brandon Graham, six and a half for TJ Watt, and six and a half for Khalil Mack. Dude, Khalil Mack's fallen off a little bit, but, I mean, it's really hard to keep up his production that
2: he did have, so...
1: He's still really good. Yeah, it
2: shows you how good, though, Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett have been.
1: Miles Garrett are two of the best in their positions, if Aaron Donald is the best in his position. And then interceptions to finish it out, four for J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, Kendall Fuller, and Carlton Davis, and three for Bradbury. So well, you look at that, solid.
2: you see Xavier Howard, and you just look how, yeah, cute, they, look how they, good they the Dolphins defense has been.
1: Yeah, they are forced to be reckoned with. And then you got Kendall Fuller for the um, Reds
2: for the football team. He didn't make a play.
1: Yeah.
2: I think the football team probably has the best defense in that division. Oh, it's no question. And that that could could lead them to be able to take the division.
1: Giants have the leading tackler and then fifth place in interceptions with Bradbury.
2: You got to make a case for them, too. I mean, yeah. I mean,. We talked about last I mean, last episode. We said they went very good, but you you I mean you look into it and you look that they are actually pretty decent.
1: They and have the, good stats, but they just they give yeah up they some, give up. The, you they give up on big plays head at head. bad
2: times, and it allows their other teams to get more points, and yeah. that just and their offense points cannot stick with them.
0: Um, the we're gonna
1: switch gears to college football. We're gonna talk big games like Texas upsetting Oklahoma State and uh Ohio State Penn State was a big game and then the Virginia upsetting North Carolina as well. Let's go. We'll start we'll go and give you the top 15 matchups and then we'll talk some other games that are were key. We'll start with the number 1 seeded Clemson. They had to they have no um, no, Trevor Lawrence, quite frankly, and they almost lost at Boston College. Does anyone know how to say that their QB's name? Because I don't.
0: Um,
1: I
2: forgot. It's, it's like yeah, it's hard say. It's a hard name. It's DJ yeah. U something.
1: Yeah, but uh Jer- Jerkovich for the uh, Boston College Eagles went twelve of twenty-four for two hundred four and two touchdowns. That's not bad.
2: Well, he's not. He's not. He's good. The only, the only reason that I think Boston College was still in the game is Clemson offense was not clicking really until the second half. and no, Their, defense, they their defense let them down until the second half. In the second half, Clemson started clicking on all cylinders, and that's what led them to the victory.
1: Rushing-wise, uh, Levy led the Eagles in yards with 10 attempts for 40 yards, and then Bailey also had a touchdown with 32 yards. So they did not get a rushing game going very quickly. The um,
0: Boston College also had a huge lead on Clemson going into the fourth quarter, but Clemson just came back. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lewis was their leading receiver. He had five targets for five receptions and 66 yards and a touchdown. Flowers had three receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. And Richardson led them in tackles while there was no interceptions in the game, and Roberts got a sack. We're gonna switch to Clemson here, and I know his first name's DJ, so we're just gonna call him DJ. DJ had thirty, for, he went thirty or forty-one for three hundred and forty-two yards and two touchdowns. That's good. He
2: he is yeah, solid. First half started a little cold, but I mean having to come in after like after Trevor Lawrence, yeah, that's so much pressure. Yeah,
1: Trevor Lawrence, the best QB in the nation. I
2: mean, but he came in second half and just started dominating.
1: ETN had 20 attempts for 84 yards and a touchdown, and DJ also had a rushing touchdown.
2: That's good. ETN has been I, crazy. I,
1: I, he's, yeah, he also led them in receiving with seven receptions for 140 yards and a touchdown, and Powell had 11 receptions for 105 yards, and Rodgers had seven receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. They are good. They, they, I don't know if they are the best team, but they're definitely up there.
2: Yeah, I mean the way they played, you can't put them in at least a conversation.
1: Yeah, they're they're going to win the ACC, but we'll get into that part later. Um and then uh Specter led them in tackles and they had zero interceptions but four sacks from Xander Simpson, Breezy, and Thomas. Let's switch over to the number 2 seeded. Did they play this week? Yes, they blew out Alabama. Um. KJ Costello got benched pretty early. I don't know if he got hurt or benched, but he only he went four of eleven for 16 yards. And Rogers stepped in. He went 24 of 37 for 147 yards and two interceptions. Yeesh. Can't you can't throw interceptions when you're playing Alabama. You just can't. You know? Yeah. Like Alabama's the best team. Best one the best defenses. Every year. Yeah, Alabama's defense has always have, been their strong have, suit. They don't have as good defense as you. Yeah, their the defense is a wee bit down, but I still think they're the best in the nation. Uh Marks for the Bulldogs went nine attempts for 32 yards. There was no touchdown scored. Marks, he also led them in receiving with eight receptions for 38 yards. I mean, they they played bad. Thompson led them in tackles. You head over to the Crimson Tide. Mac Jones, he's been he's been impressive, but I mean, how can you not be with Waddle and all them? But right Mac now, went,
0: right now, yeah. Mac Jones is a lead runner for Heisman since Lawrence has been out the last
1: week. Right. Mac Jones went twenty four of thirty one for two hundred ninety one yards and four touchdowns. Um, Najee Harris, who is great, should probably will be up there with ETN for the best running back in class. Uh, went twenty-one attempts for one hundred nineteen yards, no touchdowns. But Devonta Smith, eleven receptions, two hundred three yards, and four touchdowns. He caught all four of the touchdowns.
2: Yeah, he was crazy. Watching his watching <laughs> route.
1: obviously, Waddle is done for the year. So I think he uh, tore his ACL. Yeah,
2: that's a tough him. loss for Alabama. But I mean, taking <laughs> into account how many weapons they still have, I think they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, Dylan Moses seven tackles was as second place, but Moore had eight tackles. But Mo- Moses had an interception, and Sertan had an interception with Mathis and Allen both having sacks. Yeah, I mean this. I mean everyone knew who was going to win this game. There's no point in even really going over it. It's it. It was never close. It really wasn't. The three seed is not active this week. The four seed is Notre Dame. Not sure if they were yes, they were Georgia Tech. Uh Ian Book, 18 of 26, 199 yards and a touchdown. Williams had fifteen attempts for 76 yards and two touchdowns, while Flemister had fifty-eight yards and a touchdown. And McKinley went five receptions for ninety-three yards. And uh Wilkins caught their last touchdown. There's not really much to go over in this game. I mean, Georgia Tech's down. Sam's fifteen of twenty-six for 150 yards. Mason scored their only touchdown. They, they're they just weird, both of these teams, because you never know what you're really getting from Notre Dame. They're weird every year, because they can get in the college football playoff, but they get blown out every time they are. So, you never know if they're really
2: legit. Yeah, I feel like Ian Buck, he's been pretty good, but I don't know if you yeah, could he's say just he's one of the top QBs.
1: In the nation. Yeah, he, he's he's averaged at best, in my opinion, for college. Um, The fifth seed, I'm pretty sure, was also inactive this week. Yep. So, I will move on to the big upset of the week. Texas going over Oklahoma State. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot about Ohio State. We'll get into that later. But Texas, Oklahoma State, a big game. Ellinger went 18 of 34, 169 yards and three touchdowns. Ingram rushed for their only touchdown, but Robinson led them in rushing yards with 59 on 13 attempts. Smith caught um, seven catches and had 70 yards and touchdown. Eagles had three receptions, 55 yards and touchdown, and Moore had one reception for 15 yards and a touchdown. Um, Osai, he is good. He'll be in the league. He'll be probably selected in the next draft. He had 12 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and three sacks. That is
2: great. That's huge. Yeah, that's a lot of production.
1: Yeah, he, he might be the best he might be the best linebacker
2: in the country. Yeah, having that production um, on the defense side of the ball will definitely lead you to a lot of wins.
1: Green intercepted Sanders and Graham Jones also Graham and Jones also had a sack. Looking at the Cowboys, Sanders is really good. He went twenty-seven of thirty-nine for four hundred yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. He's really good. Four touchdowns and four hundred yards—that's great. I—I I don't. I'm not sure exactly what class he is, but he's very good. He is a sophomore.
2: Yeah, that production from a sophomore. And him not even being draft yeah. eligible. That's that's insanely good. And as he keeps performing, right. that'll exactly just increase percent. his draft stock for next year.
1: He can yeah, he'll fight with Bo Nix and um someone Sam else. Howell. I forgot. Oh, uh Sam Howell for the top Q B next year. Chubba Hubbard went twenty five attempts for seventy two yards. He's gotta play better for them to win.
2: Yeah, he he had it like he, amazing yeah, if, if,
0: Chuba Hubbard, if Chuba
1: Hubbard doesn't do good the, the Oklahoma State doesn't do good. Uh, Tylen Wallace went 11 receptions for 187 yards and two touchdowns. He's one of the best. Yeah, he's receivers a very
2: of... solid and I say a little underrated receiver. Yeah, he, yeah, he's ridiculous. Uh,
1: Stoner had four receptions for 53 yards. Wolf had three receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. And Hubbard had four receptions for 34 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't remember how to say this guy's name, but Ong O Bong in giving I don't know how to say his name. Ten tackles, two ta- or one tackle for loss, and a sack. Um, they had no interceptions off of Sam Ellinger, who I think is gonna be in the draft next year. He'll probably get drafted. But uh, Martin had one and a half Hello. sacks. Harper and Lacy had a sack, and Bundage had half a sack.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ellinger, he, he's he been playing solid. I don't know if you could say he's at yeah. the top right now, but he's definitely – that win will definitely boost his uh, draft stock. Right. Um, so we go to Cincinnati
1: and Memphis. Cincinnati, blue Memphis out of the water. Not much to go over here. We'll just talk about Cincinnati. Cause Memphis yeah, Cincinnati is definitely having a
2: very solid year.
1: Ritter had three touchdowns and one interception to 271 yards. Ford on nine had 116 yards and two touchdowns. That's, That's ridiculous. Dokes had 77 yards. And then Ritter also rushed for 41 yards and two touchdowns. It's very Yeah, ridiculous. he had
2: a very nice game. And, I mean, just looking at Cincinnati, they've been playing very solid all year long. Yeah. Um. And Memphis is just down this year. Yeah, I mean, Memphis, I mean, they're usually all right, but they just don't have enough to be able to compete with that team. Yeah. Uh,
1: Pierce, three receptions, 61 yards and touchdown. Young had five receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. And Tucker had three receptions for 34 yards and a touchdown. And Sanders led them in tackles with six, two tackles for loss, and a sack and a half. They they just – they're good. Yeah, they just blew them out of the water. Yeah. Yep, and then for Memphis, um, Francis had their interception off of Ritter. Let's go eight-seeded. Did they play – did the 8 seed yeah, it's a and and m and Arkansas had a good game. Felipe Franks, he is really good. I think he's a senior. Yeah, he's yeah, a senior.
0: He, he was originally at Florida.
1: But then he
0: didn't live up to expectations, so they decided to bench him. He was a five-star coming out of high school. I know that. But he just didn't live up to expectations at Florida and transferred to Arkansas, where he's actually not even having a bad season.
1: No, he's playing well. This year he's got um, 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns so far. Yeah, I mean,
2: it might not show up in the record books, but, I mean – He's led Arkansas to chance like they've had chances at winning games. Yep,
1: yeah. uh, he went twenty three of thirty one, two hundred and thirty nine yards and three touchdowns. I think he can be an NFL QB. I don't know if he will be. Yeah, I, think, I think right now
2: be. his his stock was pretty low coming into the year, so it, it he, keeps he would have, have an insane rest of the year to be probably considered it, as one of the it, drafted QBs.
1: He's doing well though; it keeps rising up. He's yeah, rising up boards. Um, Boyd, he's.
0: Go ahead. Also, last week Kellen Mond passed Johnny Menzo for the most total yards and thrown in Texas A&M history. So Mond is very yeah, good. Kellen he Mond should probably a be a draft pick as, as well. well. Mond will be, a, be Mond, in my opinion, will be a six or seventh rounder.
1: He he has twelve touchdowns to only two interceptions this year with twelve hundred yards. He's almost got the same stat line as Felipe Franks.
2: Yeah, that just goes to show you how many good QBs there are around the nation.
1: Yeah, and but I don't yeah. Um Boyd had eighteen attempts for Arkansas and hundred yards and a touchdown. And Burks had seven receptions for hundred and seventeen yards and two touchdowns, while Poole led them in tackles. And they did not oh, they did not get a sack all night. So they needed that's not good for yeah, sure Nations. They, they, they need, need to pressure get pressure. At the TV,
2: you're probably not gonna have much especially
1: test. when you're when you're playing someone like Kellen Mond who can dot you up. Yeah, you've gotta get um, you got to get him off his game somehow. Off his game. Uh, 21 of 26 for Mon for 260 yards and three touchdowns. Spiller went 21 attempts for 82 yards and a touchdown. And A-Chain Arch- a- had a touchdown as well as Smith. Uh, Weidermeyer had six receptions for 92 yards and, and two touchdowns. And Smith also caught six balls for 67 yards and a touchdown. While Johnson, he... Uh, had 12 tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack, as well as Johnson, Brown, and Clemens all having tackles or sacks. The big thing is neither team forced a turnover, so both of them played very safe with it, but you got to get pressure on the QB if you're honest. Yeah, all.
2: this was a very offensive game. Both the defenses, I mean, they the, played okay, but didn't really have any impact on the turnover side of things. So the offenses were both pretty good for both sides
1: they are they the um arkansas razorbacks got more total yards than the uh, aggies and they had less time of possession so it just shows you they have a high powered offense but not a great defense uh we're going to get you to the number 9 seed and they were inactive this week so we're going to go to number 10 and they were florida they are solid this year as well uh, Missouri, they're down this year. Bayslack, he, uh, he's got 208 yards. Roentree has 14 attempts for 36 yards and a touchdown, and Chisholm has five receptions for 68 yards, and
2: Nicholson had 13 tackles for
1: Missouri. they they're just weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, being in the SEC, it's tough, but I don't think Missouri's that good. Missouri should have never went to the SEC when they 12.
1: were. Yeah, they should have stayed. Trask, he went twenty-one of thirty-six with three hundred and forty-five yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. He's been great. He also led them in. He's led them in rushing. Pitts, their tight end, went five receptions for eighty-one yards. He's great. He might be the best tight end in the class. That's
2: definitely. He definitely is in the conversation.
1: Copeland went two receptions, 67 yards, and Kadarius Tony had four receptions for 60 yards and two touchdowns. And Shorter and Grimes both caught touchdowns. Moon led them in tackles with six, two tackles for loss, and one sack for Moon, Slayton, Lee, and they had no interceptions, but uh, I'll tell you who had the interception for Missouri. That was Ware. So, yeah. I lied to you, the five team was active this week. It was Georgia. They played UK and they did not play great. If you go fourteen to three against UK this year, you're not gonna be very good.
2: Well, I mean consider I mean UK has gotten better as the years have gone on with Stoops as the head coach. But I mean, only scoring fourteen points against Kentucky, that's not gonna get you very far. Kentucky's best thing is their defense,
1: but that's still not a good SEC defense. And they got I mean, George's defense stepped up
2: and played great, only allowing three points, though.
1: Yeah. They got to figure out what they're going to do at QB. Uh, Stetson Bennett is clearly not the answer. Nine of 13, 131
2: yards, and two interceptions. Yeet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because, I mean, coming into the year, I'm sure they were expecting to have Jamie Newman as their QB. And. As it mm-hmm. turns out, and he decided to, to send her out, so they really didn't have a QB prepared.
1: Uh, White rushed 136 yards and a touchdown, and and Bennett also had a touchdown on the ground. LeCount led them in tackles with 14, and Ojari, Johnson, Walker, and Anderson all had a sack. They had no interceptions. Yeah. So, and you move to... Kentucky side, Joey Gatewood was rough, but they did not have Terry Wilson, their starter for this game. He went 15 of 25 for 91 yards. They don't throw the ball. They really shouldn't have thrown it much with Joey
2: Gatewood. Yeah, the only way I see Kentucky having any chance in that game is just got to pound the run and get the run going.
1: All right. Um, we got Chris Rodriguez for twenty attempts and one hundred and eight yards. He did good, and he was not. He did not. He only had three attempts. And Josh Holly led them in catches and yards. So there's that. Gerard Davis had eleven tack or twelve tackles and one forced fumble. Josh Pascal had a tackle for loss. They had zero sacks you got to get pressured like just like Arkansas.
2: Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean if you can't get pressure on the QB, it's going to be tough to get stops.
1: Um Joseph and Hoskins both had an interception. They they can force turnovers all day. All right. All right, we're just going to kind of highlight some other games so we have time to get to our quarterback rankings. Um we're going to go Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State. Lombardi went th- 17 of 32 for 323 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Simmons led them in rushing with 55 yards. And White went eight receptions, 196 yards, and a touchdown. Not bad for a freshman. True freshman.
2: He He's good. He'll be really good. Yeah, but, I mean, the big story here is uh, you have to be so disappointed if you're Michigan. Right. I mean, being as good as they should be and continuing to let be not as good as they should be, I mean, you think eventually they'd have their team how they wanted them, but I mean, they just keep continuing to lose those big games that they should really win.
0: I think, I think when you look at Michigan, you always you got to point at Harbro because I mean, really, he's only got one 10win season. And he's been at Michigan, one of the blue bloods of college football. You gotta, you gotta point at coaching. There's, there's no other
1: explanation. Joe Joe Milton for Michigan went 32 of 51 for 300 yards. He is built like Cam Newton, and he can run like him because he also led them in rushing with 59 yards. Haskins had a touchdown, and Corum had two touchdowns. And Wilson led them in receiving with five receptions and 71 yards, and Jackson at seven receptions for 58. This is a weird team. They're They're not. Back to the second segment today where we will finish our podcast by going over the conference winners in each of the power five divisions and we'll give you our top five draft quarterback rankings to for guys you should look out for in this next year's draft uh we're gonna start our conference by we're gonna go sec first i mean i think this is pretty easy but you do have to kind of think about georgia but i think it's alabama
2: yeah for sure i agree um Alabama. The only team that I could see making a run is Georgia and possibly Florida, but yeah. the way Alabama's been playing all year, I mean, you just gotta have them as your favorite right now. And
1: I mean, especially the legacy they have of winning that uh, this conference. Um, Sam, who do you got? I got Bama. I mean, really,
0: SEC. Bama's already beat Georgia. They actually beat Georgia like with a little breathing room. LSU is not good at all this year. Florida, I'd say Florida and Georgia are next in line to win the SEC, but, I mean, Georgia already lost to Bama, so I really just think it's going to be Bama. All right,
1: that's who I think. I don't think you can touch Mac Jones with Devontae Smith right now. Their offensive line is solid. Alex Leatherwood will be a uh, first-round pick this year. Um. A left tackle you gotta have that best your best lineman if you could always pick should be your left tackle. He protects your his blind side. They've got Dylan Moses on the defensive side of the ball along with Patrick Sartan. You just, you can't touch those guys. They're they're still the kings of the SEC. Um then you got the Big Ten, yet again a bit of a easier one. Probably easier than the SEC, but Ohio State. I don't see I don't see they just beat um Penn State and Michigan just got beat by Michigan State, I don't see anyone else making a run
2: at that title. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State has just been so good. Yeah. Justin Fields is legit as well. Yeah, there's no one really in the division that really, like, I I can see beating Ohio State. Right.
1: I think if Michigan could have beaten Michigan State handily this week, I would have had a harder time, but I think the fact they lost is just you know you just gotta look at it and say what are they doing wrong?
0: Yeah, I don't even think Michigan will end up second or third in the Big Ten. I think it'll be Penn State, Ohio State. Penn State though is zero and two, so they got they got some work to do. But
1: I'm yeah, good.
2: Purdue um, Purdue has been solid. Yep, yeah, Purdue has been yeah, solid yeah. as
1: well as um,
2: Indiana's really good
1: yeah and yet yeah, it has been good um uh a bit difficult would be the aCC but not really I think it's still Clemson but if they don't get Lawrence back anytime soon,
2: Notre Dame can make a run for that well title. I mean well you take in, I mean Clemson and Notre Dame play this, this week this week and they are without Trevor Lawrence so this could yep. be a huge swing game if Notre Dame can find a way to pull out the win yeah Ian Book's
1: gonna have to play out of his mind. But I still have Clemson running the ACC. Uh, who you guys got? I still have Clemson. I still have Clemson unless Notre Dame
0: pulls it off this week.
1: Right. Um, a bit more difficult would be, I guess, the Pac-12. You really don't know much about them except Sam. Sam, who do you got this year? Uh, you got Oregon. You got to have Oregon
0: because no one else in the Pac-12 has the talent of recruiting that's the same as Oregon. I mean, Oregon could go to a different conference and still compete.
1: I really don't know much about the Pac-12, but I know Arizona State was solid last year. They, even though they didn't bring back Ayuk, uh, I still think they're very good. Their yeah, I mean, is very.
2: I don't. I've never really paid attention to much to the Pac-12, but Stanford usually is good. They usually play Oregon well, and I mean most of the time. Lately, they've had success against Oregon. So, but I mean, I'm gonna go. lo- looking at the rosters right now. I think probably Oregon does have the best shot to win the Pac-12. All
1: right, uh, I'm still gonna go Arizona State. I like their QB a lot. in
2: his Yeah, experience. I mean, Arizona
1: State
2: but should I be mean, good. I mean, and it wouldn't shock USC. Miss. USC has a very USC's solid USC solid perfect. as well.
1: But it wouldn't shock me if Oregon won. They usually do. And then the biggest one where no one knows who's really going to win it, the Big 12.
2: Yeah, you could go any different route here. You could go – you got Texas, you got Oklahoma State. I mean, I guess – I mean, Iowa State's got to have some consideration. Yeah. I mean, even Oklahoma maybe makes a late run, but I don't see it. Oklahoma has been pretty disappointing this year.
1: So who do you guys got? I'm, y'all know who I like, but who I'm going to go with Iowa State winning the Big 12s. Um, I've
2: got Texas. I've got Oklahoma
1: State. Even though they just lost to Texas, I still think it's just because Chuba Hubbard had a bad game. If Chuba Hubbard can play well at any time, then they're going to win. It's the best running back in their conference. Yeah.
2: Like, Sam Ellinger. So that's – I mean, I like Texas, so
1: their offense is yeah. good, so that's why. But uh, didn't Oklahoma win the Red River, right? They won against Texas, didn't they? Yeah, I want to think they did. I think they did. I can't remember. It's been a few weeks. Let me let me look back here. Yes, Oklahoma took the big Red River rivalry over um, Texas. But isn't Texas ranked this week? Yes, they're 22, and Oklahoma State fell to 14, and Oklahoma is 19. So, I mean, those guys are all fighting it out. Iowa State has moved to 17. So, you really don't know who's going to win, but obviously Stanford-Oregon play this week to kick off the Pac-12. Big games include Clemson-Notre Dame. Baylor-Iowa State, um, Cincinnati-Houston, Florida-Georgia, big, big game, especially for SEC East um, contention to see who will go play Alabama more than likely in their title. Michigan-Indiana, see if Michigan can bounce back from a tough loss. Um, Then you got USC kicking off their potential title run um, against Arizona State, who is my pick to win the conference. Uh BYU and Boise State also play Friday night as well as Miami and NC State. So the big big slate of games this week with the Pac twelve being back. But you never know. Yeah, again. it should be interesting
2: to see how it all plays out.
1: Who's on who's on upset alert this week? Uh, I think it's 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 gotta be Clemson. Clemson's gotta be on upset alert.
0: Yeah. But also yeah.
2: Go
1: ahead. Y'all keep going. I think I think Oregon can be, but I think they're going to pull it out. This is at Oregon, isn't it? Yeah, it's at Oregon. Yeah, it's at Oregon. Okay. Yeah, it could I be. be. I mean, Stanford I usually does State. play
2: Oregon. Oh,
0: you go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. I think Oklahoma State's on the right. Kansas State is on the range, but they've
1: been playing really good football. Kansas State's already beat Oklahoma this year. So, I think – you got to look at Wisconsin too. Uh, Purdue has been playing very well,
2: and I think Purdue can take Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin really hasn't got to play any since they've been shut down. So that means yeah, that probably does ones. give the edge. They don't have a solid QB, Graham Mertz, and their other starter is down.
1: Um, but yeah, that's do it for college football. Looking at this
0: week, I'm I'm not seeing many upsets, really. I mean. Yeah, but
1: it's going to be a good week of football. Two or
0: three, but this week it's going to be
1: a lot of chalk. Yeah. Um, But we are going to go on and we're going to talk about the top five QBs, in our opinion, heading into this year's draft. Um, Now, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is yet to declare, but he's number one on mine. Who's number one on you guys'? Trevor, Lawrence. Here you guys – Sam, here you have Lawrence. Lawrence yeah, yeah. I, I don't see how you can go against him. He's so poised and he's just – there's no
2: reason why
1: he – I mean, he's just been so games. dominant
2: as long as he's been yep. playing for Clemson. I mean, I just don't think there's any other route to take. I mean, as good as number Justin two. Fields has been, you just can't yeah. take it away from Trevor Lawrence.
1: Right. I got number two. I got Fields. I got to go Fields yeah, too. Yeah,
2: Justin Fields is my number two.
1: And he's solid. He's really good. And he's led Ohio State to where they are, really. He's better than Haskins was in college, so that's always good. But number three, you kind of get a little foggier, but not really. You guys. I think it's Trey Lance,
2: but I'm very hesitant on him. Yeah, I really like uh, Trey Lance. I think he um, has talent both. He can get out of the pocket and he has a huge arm. You don't. I think my conclusion for him would be Josh Allen. Uh, I'm going to have to
0: go with different guys. I'm going to go Shane Buchel. Out of Wisconsin? Out of SMU. Oh, Having yeah, a SMU. really good year. Second in the country in passing yards. Ninth for passing touchdowns. He's only thrown three interceptions. Has a really good QBR. The only thing yeah. that worries me there, though, is the quality of the teams he's playing. That's why i was right. hesitant in picking him but
1: so my number 4 I'm going to go Kyle Trask out of Florida. Um I don't I don't know about Zach Wilson yet and I would I don't even know if he's going to be my fifth. That's still not even but uh Kyle Trask is really solid. He's good. He's probably he probably should be your starter week one but you can probably
2: groom him into a, you know, a starter eventually. Yeah, my number four is actually Zach Wilson. I really like him as a playmaker outside the pocket and inside the pocket. He can do both. He moves well. He got He's quick. He can throw the ball. I just really think he's got potential to translate to the next level.
0: My fourth has got to be Mac Jones. He's He's – in Alabama, I mean, you guys could argue that he has weapons around him, but he also is third in the country in yards, ninth in touchdowns, second, he only has two interceptions, and he has a 95 QBR, which is amazing. So, yeah. I really think, Mac Jones,
1: I really think he should be there after this year. Go ahead and get drafted. Um, I, my fifth. There's a lot of solid QBs. I know Zach Wilson is one, but it's hard to go against SEC defense success, and that's why I had Trask so high. I'm probably I think I have to go Kellen Mond. I think he's he's really solid. I think he's better than Mac Jones. He's Mac. He has less weapons, but he's putting up almost the same numbers as Mac Jones. He's also more of an athlete. And he's very conservative with the football, only two interceptions on the year. Uh, pretty good QBR. He's solid. He really is. He's been good at A&M since he stepped on campus. I think it's finally time for him to get drafted.
2: My number five is I'm going to have to go with Trask out of Florida. To me, he is the probably the best quarterback in the SEC just based on pure like talent. Like, he's got the arm. He's smart. He knows what to do in and outside of the pocket. And even when pressure comes, he's still accurate. So I think he's probably a, the best option out of the SEC to be able to lead an NFL team.
0: Yeah, I'm going to Sam, I'm gonna have to agree with Cadwell there. I'm just going to have to agree with everything he said. I think he can lead an NFL team, and he's the type of quarterback that I think he knows that not everything's centered around him. Not, everything, not every play is going to – be his play so he's definitely going to be ready So yeah. next level i think he's going to succeed on the next level too
1: but there's always people like michelle and like mac jones you got to watch out for because they rise at
2: draft i mean even someone like sam ellinger or costello yeah. like they, can yeah, they keep understand. their stock could keep rising as they keep performing but as I of think of right if now, those are my
0: top can, f- if Ellinger f- wins the Big Twelve, I think his draft stock will rise a yes, lot. Which I, think, which I think I think a decent shot at.
2: So, whichever team I think wins if, the Big Twelve, I think that will boost their QB stock so much going into the draft. I think also if you're gonna
1: base it off, you know one one thing about a QB that would put them in my top five, if Costello can take care of the football a lot better. He's thrown a bunch of interceptions. I'll tell you the exact number. Just hold on. It's a lot because he, they, their offense, they like to sling the rock, and he on the year has already thrown ten interceptions. So, I mean, he's got to.
2: how many? How many touchdowns? He threw six. Yeah, I mean, throwing more, way more interceptions than touchdowns is not going to win you a lot of games. I mean, and if that translates to the NFL, I mean, that's going to be even more interceptions and more turnovers. And you look at someone like Daniel Jones, who struggled with turnovers, and you look how much little success that his team has had. He threw five of those touchdowns
1: in one game. He hasn't thrown a touchdown since week two.
2: Yeah, I mean, considering that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got the talent, but I mean, he's just got to limit turnovers.
1: Uh he threw five on L S U and then one on Arkansas. He threw four interceptions against UK, no touchdowns, and he threw uh zero touchdowns and one
2: interception to Texas AM. Yeah, you gotta take care of the football it'll be good at the next level. Yeah. Um
1: one last one last thing to end today. We're gonna give you one player that it wouldn't shock us to be dealt at the deadline, but it would also be just, you know, I can't believe they did that, but it should have happened. And I, the obvious pick has got to be Stephon Gilmore. He's the best player that'll probably get shipped out today during the trade deadline. If he doesn't get shipped out, then I don't know what the Pats are doing. You got to get what you can get for him now,
2: And since you're not a Yeah, I completely please. agree with uh, you, Trace. Um, seeing as how the Patriots truly really have no chance to come back and win their division, and I mean they have no—I mean they're old. And they need to start rebuilding for the future and thinking about the future. So if they could get anything for their older pieces that are still good, that would definitely be a plus for them in the future. Yeah, uh, Sam, same
0: thing here. But also, I think J.J. Watt has a chance to get dealt too. I mean, you look at him; he's old. I mean, why would the Texans need him anymore? They're not contending, and. They just need to build for the future. So I feel like J.J. Watt could get dealt today.
2: Well, my thing about J.J. Watt is I don't think he will be dealt is because you look at how big his contract is and you wonder if anyone's willing to take on that money for someone. I mean, J.J. Watt is obviously one of the best defensive linemen in the league. But, I mean, just considering how old he is now and how big that contract is, is is anyone really willing to pay the price to be able to get him?
1: All right, one last thing. Which player is more likely to be dealt, Sam Donald or Dwayne Haskins?
2: Gotta go, Donald. I'm gonna no. say I'm gonna say Sam Donald only because I feel like the Jets are gonna go in just tank mode and go with the Joe Flacco, so they can ensure that they will end up with the number one pick. Yeah, I think, I
0: think, they're, I think they're gonna go ahead and get Donald out, so he can, so they can go ahead get their draft picks. Maybe yeah they'll definitely try and get a draft pick out of Donald. I'd say the best that they could get for Donald is a second or third. I'd has- say
2: well the things I've been saying is a 2 and a 3. But I mean if you if they can get a 2 for him, I'd say that's a great value.
0: But also I wouldn't be I also wouldn't really be surprised if both of them got dealt today. Oh yeah I really-
2: you can tell the football team has just no intentions of keeping or using Dwayne Haskins. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you might as well team get team what value you can for him. I don't
0: think – I don't think
1: Haskins,
0: me, The I only thing that worries me about Haskins is the fact that no one else is going to want him.
1: Yeah, that's my thing. I don't think Haskins right. is going to get dealt today. Not because uh, – I don't think – I think Darnold will get more dealt because he's proven. No one knows Haskins. All right. He already got benched for Kyle Allen. Well the thing. Okay, so the thing I, I don't think I don't think anyone will be willing to take even a seventh round pick risk on Dwayne Haskins at this point. I think you I think he's gonna be stuck on their team and get released and sign on someone's practice squad like Rosen is currently doing with the Buccaneers.
2: Well, the thing I see with Dwayne Haskins is obviously the talent is there but it's just his lack of his, – his motor just hasn't been there, and he just hasn't been coachable.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. Tomorrow we will get on all the trades that happened today before the 3 p.m. trade deadline, and we will also talk a little bit more draft and playoff picture for the NFL. Have a good one.